What friend are you talking about? I ain't got no fucking friend. I got no motherfucking friend. I don't like the way you're giving it to me with what that big do? smile. With the, like the smile on your face, it's like here you go. Why would I shit it? That's you. That's all you. <laughs> no, bro. that's not me. That's all you. That's not me. That's probably them. So you're like here you go. I, I did something to it. If you don't trust me, I can never make you trust, trust me. It means you do. You're doing stuff to me. That's what it means. You sure? Je sais pas, je sais pas. Moi, j'ai rien fait. Je peux même pas m'acheter du buzz. J'ai payé un ticket. Fuck you. Fuck your city. Thomas applied again last month. I actually just 
work of the Islamic State in Afghanistan. And the Islamic State has claimed responsibility. They have. I'm Michael Barbaro. That's today on The Daily from The New York Times. Tune in to The Daily every weekday evening at 6.30 here on the United Southern. Support for WKSU comes from Akron Children's Hospital with a mission to care for kids since 1890. This is Saga? Thurman's 
character fights off dozens of masked men. That scene was filmed in Beijing. The year was 2002, and China was not a typical shooting location for Hollywood. So why Beijing? Kill Bill's executive producer, E. Bennett Walsh, recalls a conversation he had with director Quentin Tarantino. He said, I want to do Kill Bill Volume 1 in Asia. I can make House of Blue Leaves at a soundstage in L.A., but I want the sensibilities of the crew to see and to move. The collaboration between Hollywood and China at that point, he says, was great. It was like a first date, and like a first date, there was a lot of flirting. Any Hollywood movies released in China back then easily topped the box office, like the 2009 sci-fi film Avatar. That was one of the first American movies Harris Liu saw in theaters. Quite a luxury in eastern Jiangsu province. In the early 2000s, a movie tickets cost over $14, and my parents made just under 150 a month. He says growing up, he might watch all American movies allowed into China, up to 34 a year. Not anymore, he says. Chinese films are catching up. In 2012, Chinese comedy Lost in Thailand hit 1 billion yuan at the box office. Suddenly, film was a hot investment, says Chris Bremble, CEO of Base Media, a visual effects and animation firm in Beijing. I remember sitting you know, here in, in my office with a group of rare earth miners and they were like, we have all this money, we'd like to invest in movies. Chinese money also poured into Hollywood. David Lee is an American film producer and distributor in Beijing. Wanda Studio bought AMC you know, for over $2 billion. Your Perfect World invested over $500 million in a slate of films in Universal. Not everyone was having a good time. Sean Yue is a film producer of the Chinese blockbuster films Detective Chinatown 2 and 3. The impression was Hollywood won Chinese money. But they don't want to listen to Chinese people. I was in a premiere of a movie and talking to the Hollywood executive. And the Chinese executives came over and the Hollywood guy says, Are you going to pay us yet? Like, the movie's done. You know, there was a big argument. Rumble of base media. He says by 2018, China's government had put an end to the crazy deals. A trade war had started, then a pandemic hit. Now there's a backlog of Hollywood films waiting to be released in Chinese theaters. Again, movie distributor Lee. A film typically takes anywhere from uh, one to three months to secure the necessary approvals. With the trade war, we're looking at three to six months. Hollywood studios also face problems with China's revenue share and film quotas. They can bypass these limits with a co-production. That's where at least a third of the financing and principal cast are Chinese, but it's tough. One of the largest co-productions was in 2016, a fantasy adventure called The Great Wall. Why are you Masters. Producer Yue thinks it is 
one script. We're going to uh, write a great script that we know is going to work in China. If the film becomes successful, I will take part of the profit and send it back to the U.S. and then produce it again in American way. Hollywood and China still want to work together, he says. They're just not sure how to restart that romance. In Shanghai, I'm Jennifer Pack for Marketplace.
nightmare where there is no way to solve this problem. And I created the conditions for this kind of attack. And then this is how it's ended. And just, you know, horrible bloodshed. I'm Michael Barbaro. That's coming up on The Daily from The New York Times. Live from NPR News, I'm Dwayne Brown. As millions of kids head back to school, the Biden administration says significant progress has been made getting COVID-19 shots into the arms of eligible teenagers. The inoculation rate among teens is growing faster than any other age group. Here's White House COVID response coordinator Jeff Sykes. We have now hit a major milestone in our effort to vaccinate adolescents. 50% of 12 to 17 year olds now have at least their first shot. 50% of adolescents, this is critical progress as millions of kids head back to school. The CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, says universal masking in schools is also very important as the contagious Delta variant spreads. I want to strongly appeal to those districts who have not implemented prevention strategies and encourage them to do the right thing to protect the children. Yo, I can't hear you. Text me. Text me.
Less than half of employees are vaccinated at nearly one-third of Cuyahoga County's federally funded nursing homes, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Willows Health and Rehab Center in Euclid reported the lowest rate with 15% of its staff vaccinated. Peter Van Runkle of the Ohio Healthcare Association says many unvaccinated employees will refuse to get the shot and quit. This is going to destroy our staff. COVID and the aftermath of that have drained away a lot of staff and it's been very difficult to replace them. Van Rumble, who represents several Ohio nursing homes, says he hopes federal officials will include a testing alternative to the mandate so employees who don't want to get the shot can still keep their jobs if they agree to regular COVID testing. For Ohio Public Radio, I'm Anna Huntsman. The Public Health Commissioner for Geauga County has been fired over a social media post he made that said insurance companies should not pay for coronavirus treatment for unvaccinated people. The Geauga County Board of Health this week dismissed Tom Quaid despite his apology for the statement he posted on Facebook and later deleted. Temperatures in the upper 80s across Northeast Ohio. This is 89.7. The Daily is supported by Digital Research. Market research to support business decisions and brand enhancement. Digital Research is committed to accuracy, insight, and actionable data. More at digitalresearch.com. And by American Public Media. Million Bazillion, the marketplace podcast that answers the questions kids have about money. A new season out now. Million Bazillion, helping dollars make more sense. to meet 
evacuated to go to America because he's afraid he had actually fled Kandahar before the fall of Congo, uh, fearing for his life. And since then, has been trying the airport basically every day without success. Now, Kodak, I had to give you donkey today this morning, man. The other morning. I yeah. had to.
Bobby Barn. Took off that flag, Nichols. Whatever. Fifth man. Yo, DJ, DJW four sixteen. Why are you in Mississauga? What are you doing in Mississauga? Message in the transfer, please. Like, even if it's one word. trying to accuse me is the fucking guilty one and they gonna get away with it because the mama owned the hospital and the prison you know that's why I said don't work too hard man don't work too hard just follow you Follow your dream. What you say? Empowering them to make timely decisions huh? and solve problems in a rapidly changing world. What? See change, change the world. Learn how at planet.com. And by Fidelity Wealth Management. Work.
working to help create a plan for your full financial picture. Learn more at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. In the story firsthand, yeah, the day from the New York Times, hosted by Michael Barbaro, and distributed by American Public Take your fucking fridge. Take your furniture, take your cards. I just want to take your shit. Save your monies. Save your monies and help somebody make money. That's good advice, right? That's the good advice. Little rich girl. Me, I'm never buying furniture, man. I'm just gonna buy fucking $60 inflatable mattress. Okay, okay, I'm gonna shut up. Gold chain is actually silver, painted silver.
Asking me? Bro, I'd rather be at the strip club, you know? No liquor, naked bitches, loud music. right there that's life strip of his life civilian flesh 